Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. Radio 1070 WKOK presents On The Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Now, here's your host for On The Mark, Joe McGranahan. Welcome back on Board on the Mark. Joe McGranahan here. It's another Monday, and we are having an open phones day today. Give us a call at 570-743-9565. The topic of your choice is a wide-open thing for the day. And email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. But be sure to include the keyword OTM at the start of your message. On the Mark is brought to you, as always, by your good friends at the Sunbury Motor Company. Selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspections and nitrogen for tires and they're open Monday through Friday 6.30 a.m. till 6 p.m. on Saturday from 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. You can find them on the web at sunburymotors.com check out their online specials or build a Ford, Hyundai and Kia to your precise specifications. The Sunbury Motor Company does in fact say Ford, Hyundai, and Kia vehicles, and they are a premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks, including all sizes of trucks. They have a large truck shop, a parts department, a body shop, an alignment shop, and a repair garage for all types of vehicles. They're a master towing service with decades of experience. Sunbury Motor Company selling more cars, satisfying more customers since 1915. Again, our toll-free line number, or if you have a cell phone, it's toll-free, 57 we have some unfinished business from Thursday. A couple of emails that came in, and I didn't get a chance to read them because we had call after call after call. But this one takes me to task. It says, it bothers me to no end how people disrespect our president. No one called me, that's me, a doddering old fool this morning when you admitted you forgot how to run the same equipment you run every day. Well, we all have a lapse from time to time. Furthermore, the conservatives on this show act like the Democrats are responsible for the indictments of Trump. It was his own fault and his own party that did the investigation. So we did get that one in. And then we have one from, uh, let's see, he signs himself, I believe, here at the bottom. Let me check and make sure I got it right. I think it's Doug. Yes, it is. He says... Eric said yesterday that the protesters broke into the Capitol building on January 6th. I guess he's not seen the videos of the police opening doors for people and basically welcoming them in. Eric probably still believes the police were killed at the Capitol that day and that January 6th was as bad as 9-11. I'm sure he also hasn't heard testimony of a Capitol Police lieutenant saying that there were FBI informants all through the crowd that day and that it was basically a setup by our government. Or the testimony testimony of the independent journalist who said that everything was peaceful until the police launched a, con- a, a concussion grenade into the crowd, all while President Trump was still speaking that day. What about the video footage of Nancy Pelosi saying that uh, she's been waiting for this to happen and she wanted to punch Trump in the face? 
That's an interesting one. I don't think I heard that. There's so much evidence that goes against the narrative that the media has set for that day and that proves many in our government wanted this to happen so they could use it against Trump. How could it be an insurrection when nobody had guns and the whole thing was over in a couple of hours and Congress was back at work the same day? It sounds more like a rain delay than an insurrection, just like so much that happened with the COVID narrative and the problems with the so-called vaccine that many people like Eric simply don't want to see uh, what really happened. They'd rather stick to the made-up narrative that makes Trump look bad. Okay, that's signed by Doug. 570-743-9565 is our hotline number. Give us a call if you have a comment on that or want to make a comment about something else today. I had a chance over the weekend to hear, and we've talked about education on this show a lot, uh, and I think it's going to be a continuing hot topic, and what rights parents have to influence what goes on in their kids' classrooms, what things should be taught, what things shouldn't. And there are two incidents that happened over the weekend that I thought were very interesting. The first was an interview on Fox and Friends Weekend with Will Kane. He was interviewing Corey DeAngelis from the American Federation of Children. The Biden administration last week issued a warning that artificial intelligence could be used to spy on teachers. And, of course, the teachers' union is very upset about this. I think that interview is interesting. Here it is. The Biden administration is raising concerns that AI could be used to spy on teachers in classrooms. The Education Department report reading, quote, when we enable a voice assistant in the kitchen, it might help us with simple household tasks like setting a cooking timer. That same data might also be used to monitor the teacher. Achieving trustworthy AI that makes teachers' jobs better will be nearly impossible if teachers experience increased surveillance. Here to react is senior fellow for the American Federation of Children, Corey DeAngelis. Corey, it's great to see you this morning. Why is uh, why is it perfectly acceptable for police officers to wear body cameras, for us to monitor every other civil servant in society to see if they're doing their job correctly, but teachers, they need absolute privacy. I mean, look, this is, uh, it's because the Democrats are owned by the teachers unions, it's pretty obvious. Over 99.9% of uh, donations from Randy Weingarten's union, AFT, for example, went to Democrats in 2022. So this is, look, I mean, we have 13% of kids in the U.S. proficient in U.S. history, and this might be part of the reason, because the teachers union and the status quo fight against any change or innovation that could improve outcomes for students. The sad reality is, under the Biden administration, the government school system is more of a jobs program for adults as opposed to an education initiative for kids. What an interesting way to put it, a jobs program for adults. So, I mean, this has got to be, to your point, this is, this is something driven by the teachers' union. There's no other reasonable explanation for why teachers would need absolute privacy, no one knowing what's going on in the classroom, other than you're hiding something that would threaten your job, and the teachers' union job is to protect your job. Well, it's funny, because the Biden administration releases this report saying that humanistic face-to-face -face learning is so important. Wait, hold up. This is the same Biden administration that colluded and, and allowed for the schools to be closed for so long in union-dominated areas like Chicago. They were striking into 2022. Two weeks to slow the spread turned into two years to flatten a generation. And now they're all concerned about face-to-face -face learning when they were totally cool with the school closures if that meant that the teachers got to stay home and receive the same amount of job security and pay when parents were scrambling to find private school options 
options or to homeschool their kids. This is all about uh, the teachers unions who own the Democratic Party. I'm still having trouble, Corey, wrapping my mind around AI, like how it's going to impact our lives, how it, how it works. I don't even know, I don't understand, I'm assuming it could be true that AI spy, could spy on teachers, but I, I can't even put it all together yet on what AI is going to do to classrooms. Well, look, I mean, yeah, this is more about us keep keeping secrets from parents. We saw what happened with the school closures induced by the teachers' unions. It led to a school choice revolution because a lot of parents saw that the curriculum wasn't aligned with their values. Right. And I think the Biden administration knows that that will spark even more competition to allow families to vote with their feet through school choice policies. So that's more threatening than anything else for them. All right, Corey. Always great to talk to you. Thank you so much. That was Will Kane with an interview, or rather, Will Kane with an interview with Corey DeSantis, or DeAngelis, De rather, from the American Federation of Children. And the Biden administration, the whole, whole crux of it, if you missed the first part of it, is that the Biden administration has come out saying that artificial intelligence uh, may be used to spy on teachers in the classroom. Now, I agree with Will Kane in that. I don't exactly see how that could happen. But the point that they were trying to make is that why should teachers, uh, among all public uh, employees be exempt from having someone look over their shoulder. We have police uh, police departments where someone's looking over their shoulder. We have all sorts of uh, government jobs where there is some kind of oversight, people looking over their shoulder. Why not teachers? But how would artificial intelligence be used to accomplish that? I'm not sure I understand that. Um, you know, I thought artificial intelligence was uh, like creating people, imaginary people, and having them do things. I saw over the weekend, uh, watching a, a couple of videos on YouTube, they had uh, what they called an AI presenter, someone who introduced the movie, who wasn't a, really a person. They were created by artificial intelligence. They looked like a normal person. They spoke like a normal person. A little stilted, maybe. You know, it was there was just... Uh, stilted is the best way I can think of to describe it. It just didn't sound completely natural. But I don't see how, unless you took, took teachers and made them AI, I don't see how that would affect the classroom. But maybe it would. Stan, you're on the mark this morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning. Uh, AI. You know, who's going who's gonna to be using this to spy on the teachers? The government? That I th it, well, I don't know. I think they think someone else will be. Maybe parents at school board, local school boards, that type of thing. Okay, great. But you know, consider you ask how it could happen. Yeah. Don't most classrooms these days have some sort of computer or laptop in them, and most of those have some sort of camera? And my understanding is, AI can be programmed to do just about anything you want it to do. Well, I'm not certain I understand the complete concept of AI. I mean, it stands for artificial intelligence. Okay. Well, it, yeah, <laughs> it, it supposedly can compute information faster. Okay, it can get results and information faster than the human can, which I can understand. It's a machine. Right. But, you know, any, any computer is only as good as the, the stuff that's put into it for direction. You know, garbage in, garbage out. Isn't that the old phrase? That's the old phrase. <laughs> yeah, so, but as far as how it can be done, I think every classroom has a computer of some sort or probably a video camera of some sort because, you know, during the pandemic, we were all they were all Zooming things, right? Right. So if somebody really wants to hack into the systems, they can. And if the government determines that that's what they want to do, they will. 
But unless you turned a teacher or used an AI teacher instead of having a human being in the classroom, and part of the argument on this strike for the entertainment writers is that they're afraid eventually uh, AI will write all the scripts and they won't have the choice to do chance to do it anymore and they'll lose money. But I don't see how an AI teacher could interact with students in a meaningful way. I will admit that I can ask, I have Alexa at my house. My son turned his off. He doesn't like the idea of something listening to him all the time. Uh, but I don't really mind it. And I, I find Alexa is useful if I want to know what the weather is, if I forget what time it is, or if I, you know, have some general information. If you ask Alexa a math question, you get an answer instantly. So I, if that's AI, I mean, I see that being beneficial. But where's the harm come in? Well, I believe over in China, you know, they do facial re facial recognition and tracking of um, a lot of their citizens or most of their citizens. And I think that's where AI comes in. It's able to do that. It's more computing power for them to be able to do that. So if the, the, the classrooms have a camera in, which I'm pretty sure these days they all do, yeah. and somebody determines that they want to watch what's going on in the classrooms the ai can do it and they can be programmed to uh i guess if certain things are said or done within the classrooms that it can send whatever notices to somebody i i don't know and basically it's you know yeah big brother's looking over your shoulder and for some reason the teachers don't want that and i just don't understand that but those type of people demand that the cops and everybody else have big brother looking over them well, we all benefit from oversight, don't we? I mean, uh, no one does their job completely free of scrutiny. Well, I, I would think so, but, uh, well, you know, look at the government now. The oversight's kind of, you know. Yeah, it's a little <laughs> iffy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> look what's going on. So, you know, it is neither here nor there, but it can happen, and maybe it's already going on in these classrooms in certain areas. Well, we well, don't know. Well, that's true, but, I mean, let's face it. The, the one thing the pandemic did is it made parents aware of what their kids were being taught. And there's no argument that a lot of states, a lot of local municipalities, a lot of school boards, a lot of parents are taking an active interest in what kids are being taught these days. And they're they're making demands, if you will, or they're running for school boards and getting elected with an eye toward making sure that the quality of education that their kid gets is something they find acceptable. Is that wrong? No, that's the way it should be. You know, the ta the parents and the, the taxpayers paid the freight. They should be in, in at least know what's going on and be able to make requests to demand what's you know how things are done with their money. That's that's the way it should be. But as far as you know, the government spying, you know. Well, they've been doing that for years. You know, they're still doing it. Look what they did to a presidential campaign in 2016. Well, I, I look at what they're doing, the FBI investigating parents who go to school board meetings as potential terrorists. I mean, that's scary as the Dickens to me. But Or, 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 or people in the Catholic Church are doing the same thing. They're spying. Yeah. So, well. you know, that's, that's, that's their thing. And, and what needs to be done is they need to be stopped because that's not within their purview of the Constitution, I don't think, for them to spy. Somewhere in the, was it the Fourth Amendment, that uh, securing your person or something like that? Right, securing your person and effects. <laughs> right, so, you know, that's, that tends to be now in public space, but that's one thing if you're out in the public, but if you're in your home or in a school, you would think that you would expect some sort of privacy. Yeah. 
I'm just throwing that out there. I could be wrong. But isn't I mean, I, when the, the teachers make an argument or the educators make an argument that the parents aren't qualified to make these decisions, that they are the experts, they are the pros, they are the ones with the training and the background, uh, capable of making a determination of what's appropriate <laughs> for kids and what isn't appropriate for kids. You know, is uh, it, <laughs> you buy that argument? <laughs> I gather not. Well, let me put it to you this way, Joe. If the test results and the education that the kids are receiving actually showed results that were, you know, good, yeah, I may, I, I may agree with that argument. But in what there's a lot of states, I think in Baltimore, one of those, it's a very low percentage of the students are proficient in math and reading. Very low percentage. It's not even above 50%. So if that was the case, you know, they were up to like 95 or 99% proficient right. across the board. I say, yeah, maybe the teachers are, you know, doing the, doing the job they need to. But there are areas where they're not. Okay. Hey. So, so yeah, you know, let's put it that way. Maybe the parents that are in those school districts, you know, the doctors, the lawyers, and uh, the professionals, the ones that went to college, maybe they do have a little more knowledge than some of the teachers because obviously the results results aren't being shown in the test scores. Well, fair enough. That's all. Hey, thank you, Stan. Appreciate your call this morning. As always, take care. Bob from Paxinus, you're on the mark this morning. Hey, good morning. Yeah, as far as it comes with uh, videos in the schools and stuff like that, I think that's just not right to have invasion of privacy on children under the age of 18 being video recorded and anybody can see that live stream. Are they, are they, is that a serious proposal to live stream the students? Yeah, I know in some areas they talked about it, but I mean there's no, well, there's no state law requiring that or permitting it, is there? Well, that's what I took you as saying when you were saying about police wearing cameras. They wear body cameras. Well, there there have been, Bob, I, I know there have been proposals to live stream what goes on in the classroom, and I know the teachers were very much opposed to that. And I can understand. I think you've got a very good point there. I don't think someone should see the kids in the classroom. It could be like uh, if uh, you have a, a trial uh, that's videoed, they never allow you to show the jury. Maybe they could allow the teacher to be shown, but not the students. And uh, I just think, you know, the police wear these cameras to protect themselves over being sued or losing their jobs for doing their job. True. I think that's what cameras are good for. Yeah, if they're used properly, there's a story down south right now about, I think, eight cops who uh, beat a man half to death and shot him in the mouth and then used their, destroyed their camera footage. So, I mean, it's, <laughs> it can be used for bad purposes, too. Right, exactly. Well, we'll keep... And I'm hoping... Sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, Bob. I'm hoping that we're going to have a good river fest coming up here in Sunbury. I'm sure you will. They work very hard to produce it. Very hard. Okay, thank you, sir. And, uh, I just want to let everyone know the 22nd to, I think it's the 26th, the Northumberland County Fair is going on out in Seven Points Road in 
uh, Rockefeller Township. Everybody come out and enjoy yourself and okay. at the last day of uh, fireworks. All right. Oh, shoot those fireworks off. Thank you, Bob. 570-743-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Our hotlines are open. Welcome back on board. On the mark, I'm Joe McGranahan. 570-743-9565 is our hotline number. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Tom from Sunbury, you're on the mark. Good morning. Yeah, Joe, you know, they can take a robot and, and, and have an artificial intelligence, and they could teach the class. You wouldn't even need a teacher. Yeah, but you know, how can you how can you count on? I mean, let's face it. Every teacher brings something different, some perspective that's different to the classroom. AI wouldn't do that. They'd all be like carbon copies of each other. Whoever taught geography in this this school district would be the same AI teaching geography in every other school district. Well, sure, but they could still do it. Oh yeah, I, I guess they could. But is it a good thing, Tom? Well, I don't know whether it's a good thing or not. Right now we have a lot of, we have a, a teacher shortage. It's bad, I guess they're saying. So, I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't do it. They're doing it for everything else. Everything else is being automated. I don't know why they wouldn't do it with that. Where does that leave us human beings? What do we do then? Well, I don't know where it leaves us. It leaves us not, not very good. Yeah, I would... That's where the world's going. That's where the world's turning right now. So what and I don't know if you saw. I don't know if you saw the news. Been all over the news. Of course, you watch Fox. There was a woman that was charged with something through facial recognition, and she was innocent. It's been all over the news. I did see that, and I saw it on CNN. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah, I don't remember the exact specifics of the case. Do you? It, 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 I remember thinking, no, I "Boy, that's scary." I don't scary. remember what the case was about. No, I don't remember. But it was scary. I agree with you on that. 100% scary. So this this artificial intelligence, I don't know, like if you're into computer games and stuff and Xbox and stuff like that, I mean, there's artificial intelligence and all that stuff. That's all artificial intelligence. Yeah, and some of those games are pretty scary. Uh, there's one called Grand Theft Auto, uh, which I actually have a copy of because I wanted to see what it was like. Now, I don't think it's terrible, but it's actually you, you become a criminal in this game, and you know, you're know you given assignments like finding the drugs and delivering drug money to people. You know, it's not exactly the way it used to be. Do you remember, Tom, on TV, the good guys always had to win? That was a that was yeah. a rule. They don't have that rule anymore. Yeah. The bad guys come out on top from time to time. Well, they got all these shooting games out now where you're shooting at people and they're shooting back at you. And that's all artificial intelligence stuff. Yeah. All right. So racing put... games you can race against you can race in a racing game, you can race against other other cars and that's all artificial intelligence. But some of the games, though, Tom, allow you to interact with other players, you actual human beings. Well, you, I know you can, but if you don't, like, if you don't have anybody that to interact with, or when you want to race or something, that or play a game, and nobody else is online, you they have it that you can play that way, and then you're playing against AI opponents. That's true. Yep. Yeah. I. So, I, I mean, this this AI could 
this AI could put a lot of people out of jobs, including teachers. Well, yeah, I guess it, I guess it could, but I, I still think you know you. I'm sure you had a favorite teacher growing up. I know I had one, a guy who you know not only taught me history, but taught me to love history and helped me get into co- the college I wanted to get into. You know, he was more than just a teacher to me. He was a mentor. Well, I don't think an AI are, robot aren't like that today. Things I know. Are, the bottom line today is how much money you can make. That's the bottom line. There is nothing else. It's the bottom line. How much money can I make? And that's it. Well, that's your. Nobody, <laughs> they don't care about anything else. I hate How to much co- money can I make? I don't care who I step on. I don't care who gets left behind. I don't care about the United States. I don't care. I want to make money. That's all it is. I hate to call you cynical, Tom, but you do sound a little cynical. <laughs> that's the way it is. That's the way it is. People do not care. People are selling this country. To all the, the ports and stuff. They sold the ports. A lot of the ports to the Chinese. Well, I agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all over, Joe. It's all over. People do not care. They do not care. They have no respect for the United States. They don't care. All it is, I want to make a lot of money, and I don't care how I get it. That's what I'm going to do. And they, and you could very easily have AI teachers teaching classes in the future. Well, very it, easily. It would probably be cheaper, wouldn't it? Oh, <laughs> sure it would. So then, what do we do <laughs> if we want to stop this, Tom? What do you suggest we do? I, I don't know. Well. <laughs> One thing you could do, and I know you're going to be against it, is put a limit on how much money you can make. Yeah, I don't think that would really work very well, to be I, honest I with you. I knew you were going to be against that. <laughs> I knew you'd be against that, but you could do that. You could say you cannot make more than you cannot make more than uh, ten million dollars. Well, or let me tell you, brother, I'd, be, I'd, have been, I'd have been delighted I'm if I had made $10 million bucks. <laughs> well, $10 million, I'd like. World is, people are greedy. Okay. You've well. got people that have billions and billions and billions of dollars, and what do they do with it? Make more, put it, invest it to make more money. Well, look at Bill Gates. He gave, gives a lot of it back. Well, some of it, but some of it, I mean, it's not, it's not any... It's a drop in the bucket to what he has. Most people don't do that. You're using that as an example. But most people don't do that. Andrew Carnegie, Carg- <laughs> I can't say his name. Andrew, Car- Andrew Carnegie did it. Well, yeah. <laughs> Andrew Carnegie was a crook. Okay. <laughs> well, he was. They did a show. They did a thing on uh, PBS about Andrew Carnegie, Rockefeller, uh, the guy that built the railroads in New York, with yeah, Fisk, uh, Joe, uh, Fisk did that, and then I think you're thinking of uh, the steel guy. I can't think of his name at the moment. There was a bunch of there was yeah. a bunch of there was like four or five people. Yeah. The men, the men who made America. I think the series was called the men that made America, yeah. and they were all crooks, and they were all cutting each they were all cutting each other's throat. Okay, we we got to move on. Thanks so much, Tom. Appreciate your call this morning. Eric from Port Treverton, you're next up. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Joe. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I appreciate Tom's perspective, but how cynical. 
um, as far as teachers are concerned, and boy, they're an easy target, especially as we're getting ready to come back and do take our school back. But, um, you know, artificial intelligence is, I mean, uh, what our broad definition is just computer programs, right? Right. Uh, and then reactive computer programs. Uh, I was taught back in the Associate University, you know, when we PCs first came online, shows all of I am, uh, it was the old Gigo, right? Garbage in, garbage out. So it, it's only as good as the predictive modeling that gets programmed into the things. Um, our teachers pro- provide great, uh, you know, uh, services. And again, I'll be upfront. My, my daughter-in-law is a teacher. She teaches Seals Grow. And I'll tell you what, the pressure they're under is tremendous. And, and most of them, most of them do a, a very good to great job. And they earn the money which they're, they're given. And yeah, do they get paid fairly well? I guess in comparison to the average person they do. But you have to understand that, you know, teachers, they're, they're, they start early and it ends late for the good ones who, who are doing things, you know, besides just the hours they're in the school. And the amount of pressure they're under because of the social dynamics that's ongoing in the schools right now. And from talking to my daughter-in-law and some of her colleagues, that's what's causing teachers to leave the profession. It's not that they feel they're being underpaid. It's just the amount of pressure and the amount of uh, different things they have to do besides teaching is just, you know, they become therapists, they become social workers, they become, in a lot of, a lot of ways, you know, pseudo-parents to a lot of these kids whose the parents either don't give a damn or, or don't have the time because they're working two and three jobs to try to get their head above water. You know, it, it, and that's what's going on. And, and for someone like Tom to say, oh, we'll just put AI in there. No, let, 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 let's deal with the issue, shall we? What are your thoughts, Joe? Well, I, as I said to Tom, I said we. I think most of us have had a teacher that made a profound impact in their lives. I know I did. Uh, and so did I. And, you know. and like you said, someone who who goes beyond and, and really, you know, I, I had some low self-esteem issues. I was always a heavy kid, always a fat kid, right? And I had some self-esteem issues. And one of my one of my gym teachers of all places really helped instill me some self-confidence and some, and which has put me forth into the into this part of my life where I feel you know comfortable calling into this show and and bearing my soul many times. And that's a self-confidence issue. And that AI can't teach, right? It's only a teacher who is dedicated to kids and dedicated to like trying to make a difference who can do that. Because otherwise, you know, my teacher could have just said, okay, Eric, you do, you just do, you know, this and that, and, 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 and you go by and get a C in my class. And well, then I was actually encouraged yeah. to get myself better. Could AI actually determine if a kid had had a bad night, if there was trouble at home, if there was something bothering him? You know, I think the, the robot teacher would just be there to pound the facts into somebody's head without any any human emotion. I guess that's what, the, what I'm looking for. There'd be no human emotion attached to education. And there's, there'd be no interaction. That's right. where we have so much problem now with these kids, you know, their face stuck on their phones or in their computer or computer games. There's not any true interaction with true human experiences. It's just, again, getting garbage in, garbage out. What's programmed into that video game? What's programmed into the app they're looking at? What's programmed, and who's doing the programming? Well, and what's their goal? I think Tom's right about one thing. The people who do the programming, their goal is to make money with these games. I oh. mean, they're, they're not doing it for altruism. Well, that's for sure. And, and we know that through some of the apps and, and modeling and so forth that, you know, 
they take these kids and then drive them towards other apps and so forth, which are not in their own good. It's purely to make money off of them. Yeah, I you agree. Know? And where's where's our you know our control on that? No, the humanness in the uh, and we have dedicated teachers out there. We do have some younger people I know who are going into the profession, but we have a lot of folks who are leaving it, and it's because of this other factors. And then we can't overlook the safety factor. And we'll start school again in a couple of weeks, and I, I guarantee we'll have a school shooting within the first month. But I'll tell you though, Eric, again, Eric, I've had I had great teachers. I had some great teachers. People who really made an influence in my life. But I had some pretty crappy teachers too, people who didn't and, give and a was, didn't give a damn whether I got the subject matter or not. <laughs> they were I there to collect a paycheck. And, yeah, and and back when I was in school and you were too, teachers didn't make teachers didn't make a lot of money. I mean, I, I was always interested in what did the teachers do over the summer, Joe? Right, yep. a lot of like painted houses or or worked for. Other, you know, had to do other things because he couldn't make ends meet. Well, in 1965, when I finished college, a teacher's starting salary in Pennsylvania was around 6000 bucks. Yeah. It's changed yeah, so, a little bit since then. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, again, I think our teachers do a heck of a job for the most part. Of course, I agree. you're going to have your highs and your lows. But, I mean, what, what the expectation is of teaching profession is a lot different from back back when, when we were in school. I mean, you, you acted up or whatever, something happened, sent to the office. You no, know? Either, that or you, either that or you met the Board of Education. Hey, Eric, we got to move on. Thank you, sir. Appreciate your call as always. David and Joe, please hang on. We've got to take a quick break. Welcome back to On the Mark. We're not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, except uh, we'd like to think we have a little human intelligence here, and we've got two callers who fit that bill, Joe and David. We have Joe first. Good morning, sir. You're On the Mark. Yeah, I was listening to Tom about, uh, seems like he was saying people in power selling the United States down the tubes for just for profit. And I would say the leader on that would be Joe Biden with uh, the facts that are coming out now. His connection to uh, overseas money using his son as the uh, stooge, so to speak, to make the contacts and uh, information and where... The money with 2020 shell companies set up to launder the money and the fact that even one of the people that he was taking the money from said that it would take him 10 years to unravel this and to find out the source of the money which is always the the idea of the you know the bribery and joe biden said himself well where's the money about a month ago or so when he was questioned you know, he did the creepy whisper thing. Well, where's the money? And, uh, right, that's that's the thing we're having trouble with because uh, Biden's DOJ is building a wall. Every time someone tries to investigate, they build up another wall to make that connection, right? They make it difficult. They don't assist in, so to speak, uh, trying to make the connection. They They hinder that, so they're delaying it even more. Well, we started. So I, I would say we started out ahead. talking. We started out talking about the Biden administration's concern about teachers being invaded, their privacy being invaded by artificial intelligence. Oh, so okay. I missed the very beginning. That's where we started out today okay. about the Biden administration. You know, so the fact that they believe that artificial intelligence can be used to spy on teachers, but we never figured out how. But you're saying the Biden administration is just totally inept, and uh, we shouldn't trust them yeah, with anything. Yeah. Well, they're not. <laughs> inept. I think they're very skillful at politics, and that's what uh, they elected in 2020. They elected a politician, and I think Joe Biden might be 
one of the better politicians. He's, when you stay in power as a senator, although I know the, the connection in Delaware for him to be a senator through the credit card business and the money he made off of that by, you know, credit card companies don't have their, uh, uh, their offices in Delaware for no reason at all because they get a lot of uh, favors from uh, politically from Joe Biden. I'm not saying that part's not illegal. I mean, that's been done when companies pay politicians to get something done, you know, lobbying or whatever you want to call it. But I think they're skillful in, in politics. They won the 2020 election. And there was a lot of questions about that, and they managed to quell all that before the questions could be answered, right? I, I know Trump had a very short time, you know, from, say, if the election was November 3rd or 4th, uh, you know, you take a week to realize that you, you know, and then you try to get a case together. Right, right now we, have, we had a guy, uh, you know, investigating for five years uh, a simple tax evasion and gun law for five years they were trying to get the case together they wanted donald trump to have his case ready to go within a matter of two months where you're going to prove uh election interference well it was you know it wasn't going to happen no. right but you couldn't do it that fast that would be an impossibility and every time not every time but i almost i think it was like 98 percent of the time you have no standing right for donald trump and you know i'm not saying that that his lawyers had everything ready to go that would be difficult and then yet you didn't get uh what uh you couldn't get the information you needed quickly enough from the the, the prosecutors that you were going against to go to church or go to, yeah, go to church. discovery you're talking about yeah. right discovery so that that's i mean look what you're dealing with in a regular situation that's why you had to have a pause by and you know I don't really want to get into that but you had to have the pause by uh, the vice president overlooking right. the electoral college you okay. had to have the pause to give and then that may have cleared things up for people that were on the fence maybe you know some of our callers or your callers wouldn't be convinced yet that it wasn't cheating but there may have been a maybe another 30% that will say well yeah I did go to court and here's what we found out yeah. so those people don't have a chance to look at that. They just look as it was shut down by the uh, professional politicians of the Biden administration. Okay. But one thing I wanted to say. Well, finish up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Quick. Uh, this is about um, this idea that uh, the special counsel, the Friday, that was a blast of news. So that this guy, that David Weiss, is going to be good, uh, you know, and I see why the Republicans obviously have trouble with David Weiss, who took five years to come to the conclusion or the, the plea yeah. deal that he came up with. Joe, we got, that, to, we got to move on, sir. I'm right, sorry. I, I'm sorry. You gave me plenty of time. <laughs> Run out of time. Thank you. All right, David, you've been very patient from Bloomsburg. You're on the mark this morning. Well, thank you, and good morning. Calling about, you know, we're talking about the Biden administration. And the total ineptness of it. Now, it's just reported today in USA Today that the Biden administration is considering a 3% cost of living increase for Social Security recipients. Well, that should actually be 6.1% because the true CPI is 6.1%. Since May, the Biden administration has removed fuel and food from their CPI calculations. Well, I don't know about anybody else, but I think you and I like to eat and drive our non-EV cars around. Gasoline is fast approaching $4 a gallon in your area. Diesel is back up close to $5 a gallon. And they're saying, oh, we're just gonna give Americans 
a reduced CPI benefit for their cost of living for Social Security. This after we just paid $6 billion to the terrorist state of Iran for ransom. And no one seems to know how this money was transferred. Was it a wire transfer, or was it like Obama in the last week of his presidency put the money on a plane and flew it over there in cash? I think his was $15 billion or $50 billion. I forget the exact amount. But, you know, Sleepy Joe wants to be just like his predecessor and pay cash. Who pays $6 billion ransom to a terrorist state and then goes around and slaps the face of Americans who are retired and have paid into Social Security for 40 years, like you and I have. I think, no, yeah. I actually paid in for 45, you know? And all these liberals out there saying, oh, Joe is the best thing since sliced cheese. I'm sorry, he's the worst, he's inept. He talks to dead people. <laughs> you know, you had that person on a plane was saying, I'm not going back there, that person back there is not real. Well, Joe Biden does the same thing. He's on stage, he's walking around shaking the invisible man's hand all over the place. He can't walk up a set of stairs. He trips over his own feet when he walks across the stage at the Air Force Academy graduation. You know, he messes himself. You know, we go back to the time when he, he met the Pope and they had to take him and change his clothes. You know, there was a an hour delay between his meeting. You know, yeah. the man is just an ep. And all these liberal supporters, they're just as bad. They're they're the ones who are being affected by this adversely too. But they won't acknowledge how bad this man is for the country. And I'm telling you, Ashley Babbitt was murdered for trespass on January 16th. Imagine if an Antifa protester or a BLM protester got shot point blank range in the throat by a police officer, what the outrage would it be? None of the BLM and Antifa protesters were even prosecuted or even if they were arrested, they were released. And now, you know, Ashley Babbitt can't get justice. They gave that damn officer, and I have total respect for good police officers, they gave him an award. He's the same officer that left his gun belt on the back of the bathroom door when he used the toilet in a public restaurant, and they had to call the police station to have him come pick his gun belt back up. You know, and what do they do? They promoted him to the Capitol Police Division or transferred him there. You know, the ineptness of this liberal administration and all these other liberals in the cities, in California, Chicago, more gun deaths. And what does the new governor or mayor do out there? He increases his own police protection by 20 officers. You know, they're strapped with officers from the general public, and he has more, another 20 officers assigned to his political, to his uh, protective detail. It's outrageous, you know, and the incompetency of these leaders, all the way from the president on down. If there's a, a, Democrat, a D by their name, they're inept. Well, there are many people who feel that way, and, you know, you obviously have very strong feelings, but I do agree with you about one thing completely. 3% is not enough of an increase from Social Security this year. And you said gas is approaching $4. It is $4 a gallon down here, 399.9. I don't know who yeah. they're kidding with that tenth of a cent, but that's 4 bucks a gallon where I come from. You know, and, and all these people are saying, you know, we're, we're beholding to OPEC plus, as they say. You know, we have enough oil. You know, during Trump, we were the uh, exporter of oil and gas products. You know, mm -hmm. we had enough for America. Remember, two dollar nine cent gasoline yep. and two forty nine diesel. You know, for farmers and fuel oil for homeowners yep. was down to a dollar seventy three a gallon. 
fuel oil is back up to almost three dollars a gallon. What are these people going to do in the winter? You know, they're not going to turn on their electric fan because the, they've this state administration in the PUC run has let electric rates go up by twenty five percent. David, forgive me. We've months. got forgive me. We've got to go. I have a final break to take, but call back tomorrow at the start of the program. We'll let you finish your thought. Thanks so much for calling. We will take our final break of the day. Welcome back to On the Mark. We started out today talking about artificial intelligence and how it might or might not invade the classroom. The Biden administration's concerned about that. We ended up talking about the Biden administration's bad habits, if you will. One of our emailers says, I most always agree with Tom's comments, but I'm very disappointed in what he had to say today. Why he thinks AI could take the place of teachers is beyond me. I don't think it's to take the place of teachers. It is to spy on teachers. Eric was spying on with the comments about teachers. You need a physical person in a classroom. Yes, there are some bad teachers, but the good teachers outnumber them. Those good teachers are the ones who are leaving because of all the stress they are put through. The parents who want to get into the classroom are the moms for liberty who only want teachers to teach what these mothers want taught. That's signed by Siri and says, yes, that is my name. Okay. And then another person says, Tom, why are you against people making money? Are you jealous? And another writer also comments on Tom uh, saying this morning, I guess altruistic Tom from Sunbury had a job where he didn't want to make a lot of money and worked for the pure joy of working. If everyone had Tom's attitude <laughs> about life, uh, the world in general, heaven help us. Well, Tom's opinion is an interesting one. I'll grant you that. And yes, teachers can be filmed without showing kids. Yes, Bob, the body cams are to protect the cops in public. Same can be said for teachers' cams as well. That's it for today. We have some other interesting topics on education and stuff for tomorrow. Please join us. Give us a call at 570-743-9565. On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. This is WKOK Sunbury.